Welcome to the Productivity is Podcast. I am your host, Mike Vardy. You know, I haven't chatted with this guest of mine this week in a long time, at least not in a recording sense. We've been keeping in touch since we ended the podcast we did together, Workflowing, over at 5x5. But Michael Schechter has only been on the show once, and it was with frequent guest Patrick Roan. Well, this time around, I wanted to bring him on just to talk about the idea of closing chapters, ending one part of your life so that you could move on with the rest of life as it is now. We've both kind of gone through that process recently, him with his writing and productivity as a whole, and me with, well, I'll let you listen to the episode and you can find out a bit more about what we've each gone through as well as certain things in terms of simplicity in that that most people need when they're dealing with productivity, which, by the way, at the end of this episode, so near the tail end, you'll hear me talk about some of the reminders apps that some of my newsletter subscribers and Patreon supporters have used and and wrote in to tell me about. But more on that later. For now, I want to share this conversation that I had with my good friend and former podcasting partner, but always entertaining and always fun to chat with Michael Schechter. Here is our discussion on the Productivityist Podcast. Enjoy. Mr. Michael Schechter is with me on the podcast this week. My old partner in crime, and, you know, we still occasionally berate each other over the Twitter, so there's that. It's really I berate you and you, you know, sort of cry. You got to remember, Canadian berating is a lot different than American berating. I think it's mostly you just keep (laughs) sitting there while I berate you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we, we're just accepting we're just an accepting folk um, just take it <laughs> so it's been a while uh since we've chatted um you know i think the last time it was me you and patrick that were on so yeah I, I, is this my first i'm trying to think is this my first time coming this on is, show alone? i think this is your first solo solo endeavor and, and to be fair i was trepidatious to allow this to happen for the very reason you just mentioned like i've just you know, because I would make fun of you for using words like trepidatious. Exactly. See, there you go. Exactly. Um, so, <laughs> so let's. What have you been up to? I mean, I know that. that I mean, we've been kind of keeping tabs, but it's been how many months since since we kind of killed workflowing, which is still getting listenership. We still have people that are, you know, saying, "Hey." In fact, we've had people come back to us saying, uh, "Enough with the back and forth on Twitter, making fun of each other. Do a show again already." You know, uh, it's not enough for you to do this in writing. Could you? Can I please hear you for the party? Yeah, it, n- nobody actually wants us for the insights. They just want to watch an American berate a Canadian. That's what we'll have to call the new show. You know, something Americans like that. berating Canadians. <laughs> I like it. But yeah, so what have you been? What have you been up to? Like, I mean, you've been working. You know, have you been doing much online stuff? Like, I haven't seen too much in terms of that. Yeah, I, it, it's one of those ones where you know you, you got to prioritize and. You know, family with three kids is certainly coming first. Uh, the job is getting more and more demanding, so that's definitely taken up my time. And uh, it's like as much as I'd love to get something out there at some point, it's, uh, you know, actually coming home and resting at the end of a day is a, a nice change of pace. It, it, it's, you know, the day is demanding. And uh, to be able to actually have space for rest rather than trying to fill every single crevice of it like I was doing when I was you know, writing the blog and working with you and still doing a full-time job as fun as it was. And as much as I got a lot out of it, I was, you know, definitely (laughs) pulling myself far too thin. Uh, what, what is it? Uh, too little butter over too much bread. Mm, Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's, it's one of the things that, that I think would be interesting to kind of 
talk about, and I know you mentioned this too, and I was all, all on board with it before we started the call was how, when you're not talking about productivity or, or, you know, strategizing or doing all that stuff and you're just actually, you know, in it, uh, what happens when you remove that, you know, kind of, um, you know, focus on the act of being productive and just start, you know, just going about your business, like how that that's obviously changed for you. And how is that like, how have you, how has that gone for you? I guess is probably, I think that's a good place to start. Yeah. I, I mean, I think to start, you know, it, it is that old adage, like, uh, you know, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Um, so, you know, when you're thinking about productivity and you're writing about productivity and you're talking about productivity, everything sort of becomes a productivity challenge. It's something you can, you know, you can refine, you can improve, you can work on this, you can change that. And it was great, but, you know, as I kind of, one, am, like I said, insanely busy, and two, I've gotten to a stage for me where I'm at a pretty comfortable level with the way that I work. Your, your relationship does change with it. You know, I, I think uh, it's something I think you and I have talked about maybe towards the end of workflowing or maybe it was just, you know, in, in private conversations where for a long time, this was something I really needed to spend a lot of my time doing. You know, I, I wasn't working very productively, so it, it, it had major benefits to spend time figuring out where I wasn't productive and then figuring out how to get better at things. But over time, it was beginning to become diminishing returns. And it was, you know, kind of going in on cool, fun tricks rather than, well, what did I really need? And and I think one of the themes towards the end of our podcast was always I needed to sort of start creating a list of problems that I was yet to solve so that I didn't actually go looking for things. And when I got the itch to kind of try something new, I would ask myself, is it a problem that I hadn't added to the list or am I just kind of looking to play around? And now I don't quite have that list so much anymore, but you know, it's still a, it really only is, okay, I have a problem now and all those skills of figuring out, you know, how to be more productive come into play, but it's not something I use in my everyday life. Did that make any sense? Mm -hmm. No, totally. I mean, I think it's, it's funny. You mentioned the whole hammer and nail thing. I mean, I remember when I was doing comedy, like, you just can't help but look through everything and try to make a joke out of it. You know, I mean, you see that with comedians all the time. And, and since uh, doing the productivity thing I've been doing, the same thing has happened with me. And like you said, it happened with you as well. So when you're not as immersed in, and, and I mean, bringing that, you know, having a third child and, and adding all that. And then plus, you know, you're looking at finding a new place and all that. It kind of means you have to put those things that luckily you spent time on, you know, uh, to practice and see how much they, how many benefits or how much they sow, right? And have you found that? Like you can say, hey, you know what? Uh, I can look back and do some recall on this and say, oh, this is where this needs to go, and this is this is what I should do now based do now based on what I've done. You know what what situation I'm facing right now. Yeah, this this is either going to be a really good or a really bad analogy. I'm not sure which way it's going to go, but it's sort of like that thing where. You know, at first you work to get that really strong core and a really, you know, like I, you have a good base of a body. And then it's like, well, I'm going to get obsessive and I'm going to work on getting that six pack of abs. And it's, you know, you do sit ups for weeks on end and suddenly you have a six pack and it's great for about a week until you stop doing sit ups every day. And then you're in really great shape, but you don't have six pack anymore. You know, mm. I, I kind of feel that way where it's, man, that that core strength that I have at this point when it comes to the way I do my work is really there. So all of a sudden, it's like, you know what? I really need to have six-pack abs. I know what to do, and I'm way ahead of myself rather than, 
well, I, and this is probably the more real life analogy. I'm, I'm completely fat and flabby, and I've got to figure out how to first get my cardio up before I can even bother to do a sit up. Right. <laughs> you know, <and laughs> I, that that to me is is really the gift of it all. Like there are a lot of things that stuck with. You know, there are a lot of habits I keep up every day. You know, we, we we've talked about you know how you plan your day. I, I still. I'm using the world, uh, the week dominator now, not my emergent task planner that I used to love, but and either one are freaking amazing. And I do that pattern, and I start my day right, and I have those rituals that really help. And I have the tips, the track, the tactics, the apps. Some of the stuff I was doing, you know, like really going crazy with like uh, things like Lawn Center Pro have all gone away. But that core fundamental way that I go through my day is really there. And then as projects scale up, either for myself or my for my team, I have. Like you said, that muscle memory and that vocabulary to think about things and look at things in new ways. You know, if I want to have that six-pack back, I know how to get it. Mm. And, and that's, to me, very, very useful. Right, and it just depends on what your focus is. If your focus, I mean, again, back to the fitness, if your focus is, you know, strength, building strength, then you're going to do one thing. If your fo- focus is building endurance or building, you know getting speed then it's going to be a completely different one but to but, know but there's still that base level work yeah and if you, yeah yeah so i mean the, the thing is you just have to decide where to put your energy and that the fact you know that if you put your energy into one or one area or, or on one strategy versus another the results should be this have you found that i guess one of my bigger questions is what's fallen off for you like in terms of the habits you were like totally die hard about when you were like immersed in it and doing that, like, has there been anything that you were like so married to before that you're kind of like meh about about now? Whether it's the technology or whether it's the, the the approaches or whatever, is there something that's kind of just died on the vine? Oh, tons. I, I mean, the truth of the matter is, for for me, habits are very hard to forge and very easy to break. Um, so there are certain things that have really become just an indelible way that I work. You know, it's like I said, the planning your day, um, you know, task management, um, you know, using OmniFocus for myself and using Trello for our team. Uh, there are certain things where it, it is just habit. You know, it's like something's going on. I'm going to go and I'm going to you know drop a task in. Uh, if you know, an appointment happens, I'm going to put it on my calendar right away. If we're in a meeting, even if it's a quick, you know, face to face, I have a note card there to take notes and capture like those are the things that have become, you know, an indelible way that I work. Um, where I, it's, it's even more than a habit, because uh, a habit to me is often something you really want to work on. That's probably not innate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the things that have gotten innate are there, especially like right now. You know, we're from now until let's call it June. We're in a really frenetic period for ourselves, and it's going to be insane. And it's like that's where you really see, okay, what is, what is something I'm trying to do and what is something I do without having to think about it? And a lot of that's become muscle memory. And anything that wasn't, like I said, using Launch Center Pro or certain little trick apps, they're all gone. I mean, it just, you know, I'm still using Text Expander. I'm still, you know, using things like Fantastic How to get to things faster. But it, it's not like I, I want to have this uh, Rube Goldberg machine of, of how I work. Right. You know, it's, it's like, how do I simplify it? How do I streamline it? And how do I make it so that things are a little more likely to become muscle memory so that I don't have to think about how am I being productive during the day? I just have the way that I work that is productive. Yeah, like the email autoresponder for some people, the office, out of office one, is a miracle for so many people. And it's like probably for guys like me and, and you know, I mean, others that are really, or this, it's like a, a foregone conclusion. But for some people, it's 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 a lifesaver. It's super simple too, and I think that's one thing that that we can't, or we we maybe don't focus on enough is, 
is simple is what is needed far more than simple once you set it up. Do you know what I mean? And I think the setup is often, man, it's such, I mean, you, people's eyes glaze over and like, well, it doesn't take much time to set up. And as soon as you say that, they're like, oh man, they're set up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, as soon as you're as soon as you're hedging on the setup, there's already a lot of setup. You know, it, it's it's pretty much a guarantee. It's it's like when we we've talked to people before, and you know, when we talk about getting things done, David Allen's book. Uh, how many times have you heard from somebody say, "Well, I started to read it, but or I did it for a little while, but then like there's always something because there are some complexities to that system." When you first dive into it, because it's a mindset shift. And then, I mean, granted, you spend time in it, it becomes somewhat innate. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's a big hurdle to get over with a lot of people. Yeah, no, I mean, there, and I think a big part of that is, you know, what I'm saying is like, I wish I could tell you, okay, here are the things that are core. These are the things that you have to do. You know, you have to review every day. You have to write things down. You have to whatever. That does differ from person to person. The baseline for you is going to be different from the baseline for me. The things that become reflexive for you are going to be different from the things that are reflexive for me. And it's just for for me at least, it's been a, a process of making sure that things are moving in the right direction, and that I at least know what are the likely problems that are going to arise. You know, forgetting things for me is always going to be a challenge. And so much of what I keep, and so much of what I maintain, and so much of the muscle group that I continue to keep strong is based around making sure I don't drop balls. Right. You know, because I know that's a weakness. You know, that's one of those ones where I can't let that go. But there's also certain things where it's like just getting super nerdy about like cutting a second off of this you know, this action or that action. That that's the stuff where it's like one, I'm not even thinking about how to do that most of the time. And two, I've gotten rid of a lot of the things I maybe was doing for something that takes five seconds longer, but doesn't require me to think about a different way to work. Mm-hmm. Sorry, no, no uh, one of the things I was going to get to is when we were wrapping up work flowing and even the episodes leading up to it, uh, I could tell that you were feeling, you know, like you're trying to balance all these things. You know, you're writing, you're working on the book and you were, you had a, uh, you know, your, your daughter was on route and, and uh, your new daughter, you have three now. God, God bless you. You have three. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, you had all these things going on and I could sense that there was this, this man, I have to do all this stuff. And since then, obviously you basically have said, I don't have to do all this stuff and you've made choices. Um, is there, and I know that when we talked privately about it, you're like, and there's light at the end of the tunnel. That was a convert. That was a, a, a thing that we kept saying. Um, here's the thing is, is that light at the end of the tunnel? Is that even a concern anymore? Is there even that thought in your head or is this, is this like, it's just a foregone conclusion that this is, uh, this is the life, and this is great. And the light at the end of the tunnel is is it's it's just more you know it's just more the of what I'm already doing, and I'm loving it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, with, without the ire of you know you know our buddy Patrick with kind of the have to want to choose to what have you, mm -hmm. you know, it's there are things I have to do, um, and, and you know, and there are things I want to do. Um, the things I have to do, and and even for me, have to do is something like be an awesome member of my family that, that that's in the have to do category for me you know right i think when we talk to have to you know we try to make it all you know sad and dour like there's there's a lot of have to that's pretty awesome on my list um right i mean and and to be fair i also kind of came in and said need to to me sounds a lot better uh, or, yeah, you know, yeah well because it just it's just you love your semantic bs with work <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you, you know, but at the end of the day, for me, it, it's really I've shifted a lot of how I think about want to um, because there's so goddamn much I want to do, mm-hmm. and it's being more realistic about that. I I would love to go back to podcasting. I would love to go back to blogging, but they they give me a lot of joy, honestly. Like the fact that I'm on the mic right now and I'm kind of out of practice, I don't love. Um, you know, but on the flip side, they were a lot of excess for joy, but not, they weren't doing much for my goals. You know, you, you kind of talk to the diminishing return piece of it. It's like, I, I think when you started your site, you did start it with the intention of like, let's see where this goes and let's see if I can turn this into a business. I, I think that came pretty quickly mm-hmm. where for me, it was like, uh, I, I'm a mess and I need to get myself fixed. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me do something else so I can publicly shame myself into being a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, as that need wore off and, and, you know, it's very hard to take something that wasn't ever intended to be a business and turn it into one. It was always going to be this thing that never quite made sense. It was be kind of like, you know, maybe like a, ste- a little steam valve and I love it. I miss it, but doing it would not be the smartest thing for me right now. Um, you know, every now and again, I have something I, I'm, I write it. Sometimes I, I send it to Jason Remus and it goes nowhere. nowhere. Sometimes I post it. I have a couple of things I'd really love to, you know, finish up. I have one piece, like, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the word here, but, like, you know, I, I keep continuing to, and it's probably an, an interesting topic for another day, like, what happens to work you've let go of when, when it's had time? And, you know, one of the things that really continues to get a lot of feedback is the post I wrote about what to do when you're an a-hole. Yep. Um, you know, and it, it's like it's one of those things where I do get a lot of people who still reach out to me about that on to this day, and it's like I only have so much time to respond to that. I'd love to put something out there, but... Again, it's taking away from the stuff I have to do and I've chosen to do and I want to do really, really well. I was doing too many things in a way that I was never going to be able to do them, any of them at the level I wanted to. And I feel like, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, not writing about productivity gave me a lot more space to be productive in my career and my life. Well, and and you know what? I mean, one of the things I recognized more so when I was away recently was that when when I'm when I was home and with my kids, um, I was really present. But there was part of me that was like, I'd have an idea and I'd write it down, and then I'd want to go to to write it down right away. When I was in Mexico, that that option didn't exist. I mean, I wrote it down, but that was about all I could do with it. Uh, I didn't bring my computer or anything. And when I got back, the same kind of feeling happened, but it was a great feeling. It felt freeing to be able to say, you know, I am. You get to the point, and I'm, I'm imagining this is maybe this happened with you. You can kind of you know chime in in a minute, but I am doing things like I'm spending now that I've started to build the business up, and it's it's a business now. I mean, there's a whole new set of rules and regulations and responsibilities that come with it, but I am spending more time doing those things I want to do, but also that I need to do. Um, they're 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 mutually you know they're they're, they're part of the same you know conversation. Um, and it's awesome, which means some of the wants that I wanted to do, like, you know, uh, perform comedy again or do, you know, um, a bunch of other stuff for the business that I thought needed to be done right away or at all has been pushed way off, you know, into the future or even just dropped altogether because the wants of, you know, like my daughter made this wicked movie uh, using, we were talking about it before. She made this movie on iMovie 
uh, on her on her iPod Touch, and it's really good, you know. And and I'm like, she's well, definitely more talented. She than definitely are. is, and, and it would be awesome to be able to say, hey, let's let's put her in a in a in a community center class on how to use iMovie on the iPhone, or let's take it together like we did when we did Family Archery, and then you know things like that popped up on Facebook the other day was they're now doing you know, paintball, but they're doing it with uh, archery up here in Victoria, right near my house. Where you can go and and they provide you with bows and arrow, you know, and the arrows that have like little you know puff balls at the end or whatever, and you can you know go in it. I'm like, this is the kind of stuff I want to be doing as well. So I'm there's been some shifting there. I imagine that with a full house, a very small full house, but a full house like you're having those moments where when you're with your family and stuff, like you're not thinking, but man, I really wish that I was writing or I really wish that I was doing like that's that probably doesn't yeah, but, but on the flip side it's not like I'm not thinking about work from time to time and no like, that's you know, fair but work is other... work is the work is the main driver that's what you know I mean I right, get but it but it's still the same just you know the idea comes the thing you need to write down the thing you got to get done and you you like ah, can I maybe sneak away for a couple of minutes and bang it out like Time's a funny thing. When you have it, you'll fill it. You know, the, the mm. thing I would tell you did change is when I sort of allowed myself to maybe let go of things I, I love but just didn't have the time to do justice to. Mm-hmm. You, like, you know, you said, like, things are starting to calm down, and, and they have already, you know. And the first thing I did when they did wasn't, like, let me go write blog posts every night. It was, you know what, I've always wanted to take guitar lessons, and I've never had that. I never did it when I had the time, and now that I don't have the time, let me let me actually make time for it. And and that is, you know, you, you joke about the small apartment. It, it, the walls close in on you with three kids. You know, mm-hmm. to be able to go one night a week and go out and do that, rather than trying to shove another thing that's seemingly productive into my life. Because in theory, but that I, is, but that is productive too. I mean, you got to think. I mean, if you want to look at, I mean playing it i think that's awesome because those kind of things allow you fine let me reframe it sure productive in the sense that like everything i'm doing is to achieve my goal yeah yeah yeah. like the truth of the matter is if i i I keep saying the truth of the matter i gotta stop saying the truth of the matter farting we gotta you gotta beat that out of me no it's interesting that you say that it's interesting interesting. uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know it's one of those things where the more i go and and try to like if I kept trying to do it, I was going to make myself miserable with something I genuinely love. And mm. it's like, I'd rather the site stay up there. It helps some people. And if every now and again, I have something I want to say, be able to have a place to go say it. And if I don't for a really long time and I lose everyone who was listening to it, so be it. I'm, you know, I'm weirdly happier, not doing something that made me pretty happy. Well, and, and, and you know what the, the, there's the old saying, everything is new on the internet to somebody, you know what I mean? Like you could literally go and schedule tweets of old posts and people go, wow, this is amazingly like, I still get, I don't know what I'm going to do when I turn 41 because the most commonly retweeted post for productivity is just 40 things I learned in 40 years. And well, now what's going to happen, right? I'll, I'll be 40 forever. You know, I mean, there's always going to be, I mean, you, you can do that. So that's the nice thing about writing is that it will, you, you know, I mean, look, Harper Lee is just releasing her second book. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not, those things can live, you know, in infamy or, or, you know, just in, in legacy. Uh, you, so, you know, kind of looking back to one of the episodes we had of work flowing with Chase, where he talked about, you can't choose your own legacy, that kind of, you know, you can help shape it, but someone else gets to decide it. I think that. Yeah, I mean, you're what I what I like about what you've been doing is, you know, I mean, you've basically made choices and 
those choices were not easy choices, but they were choices that had to be made. And so many people don't do that. So many people try to cram, 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 and then they burn out to the point where nothing is getting done well and something falls apart and sometimes catastrophically. Yeah, and that's definitely where I, I felt I was. It was like, e- even right now, if I said, like, let me go back to writing, and I tried. I, I, I tried a couple months ago, and I mean, it's a couple of other reasons why I haven't really been publishing all that much, but, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those things where it, it's like, sure, I could get back on that treadmill, but why? Right. And it's a weird thing to say, but it made me happy wasn't enough of a reason because mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that make me happy, and I'd rather focus more of my energy on the things that already are making me happy and then maybe allow myself to have a little fun. Like I said, that that first free moment, I was really tempted to start writing again, and I said, screw it. You know, if I always want to learn guitar, let me go take a class. And boy, is that one decision paid dividends and had that philosophy sort of trickles into other things. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, I mean, when I was doing the archery thing with my daughter – uh, and it's like, you should really take this class with Grace. That was you should really idea. not teach your kid how to shoot things. Right? <laughs> bad idea. <laughs> but, but we did it. And the first thought that entered my head wasn't, that's awesome. Like it was actually the first thought was, that would be awesome. But then all of a sudden the, well, when is it? Oh, it's this time. Okay. Well, that's not, I'm free that time. Yeah. But it's like a half hour away. And then you have to plan. And all of a sudden there was that, that self-talk to try to talk myself out of it, which would pull me away from something else. And really I was, that was the thing I should be going to. And I'm so glad that I took it because I fell in love with archery and I really want to, you know, do more of it. And, you know, I mean, my kids are, are, I mean, I went, when target was shutting down here um, and they, they are now officially closed. I was, I was uh, walking through in the toy section. They had like the Thunderbolt Thunderbow, which is like got five little nerf tar. I'm like, oh, I'm buying that. It's like 1199 because it was like 50% off. And I've been playing with that thing like every day. It's the thing I do when I'm like kind of stuck or, or just want to take a break. And, you know, I mean, sometimes, yeah, like that thing that doesn't seem like it's going to push you towards the bigger goal is the very thing you need so that you can recharge so that you can hit the bigger goal. Well, it's, it's funny. It's sort of related and unrelated at the same time. It's like a big joyful thing of the guitar class for me is like, I do definitely struggle with my fair share of that internal voice that's telling me I suck. Mm. And boy, does that voice have a harder time when you actually start something you really genuinely suck at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, like, you suck. Yep, I kind of (laughs) do. Well, I don't suck nearly as bad as I suck at guitar. What guitar? Did you you go out and buy a guitar? So, the, I mean, like, we're, we're totally getting into unrelated territory. No, 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 no. Uh, I think this is good. So what guitar do you have? Uh, it, it's actually, um, my, my dad had an old Taylor that broke. So it's actually a really great That's guitar. That's a nice guitar. Uh, Taylor's a good Yeah, guy. it's it's really, really great guitar. So I'm like spoiled with it. But it's like, I have no business holding it in my hand. I have an, I have an applause, which is like the ovation, you know, the, with a round back. Yep. I have one of those. I, I mean, I still play. Not very well. I, I mean, I play what I would like to call campfire guitar, which is basically I can play a bunch of chords. I can't hit the B7th to save my life because, again, small hands is very hard for me to do bar chords even. But I can play, you know, campfire guitar. I can, you know, I mean, I bring I bring it with me when I go camping. It's probably the only time the guitar really comes out. But when I go, um, you know, it's, it's there. I would have loved to have had some room to fit in my office because that would be a place I'd probably play it. But it's still in the bedroom so I can sit up there. But, yeah, I mean, I haven't... I think that you need those things. You need those. I mean, and for some people, writing is that, right? You know, like it's that. It, that's the thing that they need to kind of 
you know, free them up or whatever. Yeah, so and for me, I think writing became another responsibility. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I do enough of it in my daily work anyway. Yeah. That I, I mean, it's not like I'm not, you know, that, that, it's not like that that itch is not getting scratched. It's just like, but instead, like, yeah, I, I do feel like I can come home and and pick up the guitar and and you said you play Campfire, I play terribly. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, play terribly on that for a while, or you know, God forbid, sit on the couch and watch a movie for a few minutes and actually recharge my batteries for a change. And and you know, boy. Doing less things I care about allows me to get better at the things I care about that I kept around. Yeah, it, it's it's one of the things. Just a quick story, which I think is is actually quite relevant, considering what I used to do, and and also what you were talking about. Like you know, I, I did an improv show uh, two weeks ago, uh, and it was the reunion. So I mean, and, and you know, that's where I came from. That's my kind of my background. I went and I, we were on stage. They asked me to perform, and I went up and I, and you know. I performed in the first half, and then I my wife was watching the show, and um, a bunch of uh, everyone there, most of them I knew. Um, and I during the break, I went to my wife and I said, "You know, it's not there." And she said, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going to come up and sit in the crowd with you for the second half because it's just not there." And I perform like I did some stuff, and I I didn't suck at what it. You're saying it's not there. You're saying you weren't up to it, or you weren't getting the same high from. I it wasn't getting the same high from it, and okay. as a result, I wasn't up for it anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I actually went up and did. You know, the typical, I mean, I was rusty, but I did the whole, you know, like there was, you know, gagging and stuff like that that you do to kind of get the juices flowing again, which is kind of the, you know, the idea of you make a joke that's super easy instead of really playing by the rules. And uh, by the time I was done, I was walking back with, with Ann and, and a friend of mine named Alan, and I was saying, you know, I'm done with this. Like, it's, it, it reminded me when I was doing college radio, and then I was invited back, like, 10 years later to do college radio here and, and host a show. And I'm like, no, that part of my life's done. Like, I get the, the I get the, the you know, kind of the high that I used to get out of performing doing this, doing podcasting, or speaking to a large crowd, or even a small crowd, um, or doing video or whatever. So, yeah, there's going to be certain things that shift, and you got to, I mean... I was ready to jump back and do improv. Up until that day, I'm like, "Oh man, I really should get back on stage and do some more theater and more improv." And I couldn't care. I couldn't care less, or I could care less. Could it's, care less. It, <laughs> it's it's funny, and you know, I, I would tell you, it's one of those ones where I haven't quite like you know put a nail in a coffin yet. But that exact thought that you just said has really been you know really been prevalent in my head. Is like, is that part of my life done? Mm-hmm. You know, is that is that over? Is that a chapter that's that's closed, and I'm refusing to accept that, or is it like why am I? Because I am. I'm keeping the door open just a crack. Mm-hmm. It's. I, I do wonder if this you know phase of my life where I publish a lot of stuff on the internet and got behind a mic and 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 talked about a subject on a regular basis for a pretty long time. You know, is that done? Like, and there are parts of me that I still keep coming up with kind of directions I could take the site or an idea for like an audio podcast concept I'd love to try out. And, and then there, there's just always this other thought where it's like, is that part over? Is that mm. chapter done? And and I haven't really decided the answer. I, I guess, you know, to be determined, but uh, it, it is, it's a very difficult thing. Cause like you really, you know, God, I, I loved that time in my life and it's like, do I really want it to be over? But I'm also, if I've learned anything over the last couple of years, it's uh, especially like since the business sold and I'm, I'm kind of not working for the family businesses, it really is actually pretty amazing what can happen when you, you close one chapter and move on to another. Yep. Absolutely. As soon as I got home from that improv night, the one thing I did was I went into uh, Todoist and looked for anything that had comedy stuff in it and deleted it. 
and it felt great. That's, that's probably good for a lot of people. It is. It is definitely good for a lot of people. I think that's this is a good place to end. Um, so why don't we wrap up? You can't. We can't find you on the internet anymore. So where nope. do you live? And send everyone your address. So. <laughs> <laughs> Still, still uh, accessible on Twitter, although not on there as much as I used to be. You're okay. You're you're better than you were a couple months ago. And by the way, since we moved into the basement down here, so we haven't talked since I have the the Renault. So now that I'm the office, uh, we've got the fridge downstairs now, which was an apartment sized fridge, which is great because it's perfect for beer. Yeah, so, you, you know what? You didn't ask me what I was drinking, and this is probably the the true note to end on. You, this you know is, this I, is, yeah. Go ahead. Tell me what you're drinking a steam whistle. No, no, no. Uh, one better, my friend. Oh. I am drinking from East Van with love. Oh, you're drinking the, uh, oh, the, the, the maple bourbon stout. Yep. How yep. is it? It's, you know, they, they actually suggested you wait until, like, after January of 2015 yep. to drink it. So it's, it's, I think you gave it to me, like, a year and a half ago. I did. I still and, haven't drank mine yet. Yep. I, I've been aging it, and... It's really well balanced. I, I can't tell if it's the aging because I obviously never tried it. You it know, was fresh. really hot before. It was but really it, hot. It, it's a very well balanced. I mean, it, it's a strong beer. You know, eleven and a half percent alcohol. That's why I'm getting all feelsy. <laughs> but uh, boy, it, it, it mellowed well. I mean, you really. Get, I mean, you open it and you get that maple smell right away. You get that bourbon smell, but it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't taste too sweet or too strong. It, it's just I, I'm enjoying drinking. Well, it. enjoy that one because that's the only one they've ever made. So that's the only time they did it. They haven't done another one since. It's funny. I had a vertical going of Mill Street Barley Wine, which is a Toronto, which is right near Steam Whistle. You would have seen it probably if you were. Yep, uh, uh, I've tried the Mill Street. Uh, the Barley Wine. They. I can't find it. I can't find a 24. They, they normally make a 2014 edition that would have been available in November, and it never showed up out here. So I have to try to find it in Ontario somewhere if I can. But I had a vertical going of it, and which and for those of you who don't know what that is, it's it's you know you have uh, cons- consecutive years, and in order to get a vertical, you have to have three years of the same beer so that you can and you taste them all at the same time, so you'd have like a vertical tasting. Um, whereas my buddy Graham has a vertical tasting of two different beers, and Tony has one because I gifted him one. So I'm the one waiting on a vertical at this point. I'm sure Gabe has some vertical tastings. I remember when I was at his place, he even had like them set up in his uh, in his cellar. Yeah. Uh, by well, the way, I, I, I'm a couple episodes behind. Sure. If you haven't been listening, if you're a beer nerd and you enjoyed that part of our old podcast, Nerds on Draft has been really yeah. solid. Yeah, yeah. It, and um, another side note about the kitchen down here, because this was a kitchen, is in the cupboards, uh, the upper cupboards now, that's where the beer goes. So the beer cellar is now in actual proper cupboards. Uh, which is great because I can store more and I don't feel like it's, you know, and the humidity is fine and everything. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. But now every, all the beer is served downstairs. So all the, the mate, the liquor bar is upstairs with all the bourbons and stuff, but the beer is downstairs just as it should be. feels like segregation and I respect it in that sense. <laughs> all right, so you can be fat. You see, so you're on the Twitter as M Schechter. Uh, everybody knows where you can find me. Uh, thanks again, uh, for, for joining me this week on the podcast and, and Shaq, thanks for coming on and, and chatting. We'll have to have you on again soon. That'll be fun. This, this will be my little crack left into this world. <laughs> thanks to Michael Schachter for being on the show with me this week. Uh, man, it's such a, it's such a good time whenever we get together, whether it's just having a beer while we talk over Skype or chatting on Twitter, even though, as he said, he occasionally gives me the gears Again, a very quintessentially Canadian term from what I understand. Uh, it's always awesome to talk with him, and I'm glad we get a chance to catch up and proud to call him a friend. Uh, I 
right now want to share with you some of the stuff that's been shared with me via some of the things that are going on regarding the Productivity newsletter and things of that nature. So uh, I want to talk about the Reminders apps. I wrote this in a newsletter not too long ago, and if you're not subscribing to the newsletter, it's really easy to do. Just head over to Productivityist.com. There will be a little hero thing at the top where you can say, click and get my manifesto, which is the way of the Productivityist manifesto, which is, uh, you know, I, I, one of the core things that I, I use to help guide my writing and, and my beliefs and all that over at Productivity. So check that out. You'll get that free when you sign up for the newsletter, but you also get the chance to chat with me via email every once in a while. So let's talk about some of the people who sent some stuff into me regarding the reminders apps. Paul, uh, Paul Tomes, he sent me what he uses for his reminders apps. And I'll put a link to that newsletter in the show note as well. So that way you can see what newsletter I'm talking about. Uh, so the Reminders app that he uses is primarily OmniFocus still, but it's starting to kind of get overwhelmed with what he's doing with it. So what he's using is the Reminders apps every once in a while. He likes simple, he likes organized, but he's looking for something that makes the return on investment of switching from OmniFocus worthwhile. So he's kind of using both Reminders and OmniFocus, but he's still searching. I use, as I mentioned in the newsletter, uh, when it, I use Do. D-U-E, which I know Michael Schechter uses as well. So that's one of the Reminders apps. Ken Fleischer also sent me a, uh, a note saying he uses Alarmed. He hasn't tried Do, but they're very similar, at least in his mind. It allows him to snooze, have repeating alarms, turn alarms off and on, and even have alarms that repeat at a schedule during a single day, but only between a defined period of time. So it's kind of like got that Do Not Disturb thing happening in iOS. Uh, it's flexible and intuitive, and he can't imagine what he'd do if to develop a abandoned it so developer of alarm don't abandon that application uh, so those are two of the people that you know took the time to let me know what reminders apps they use so take a look at the newsletter that's in the show notes and you'll be able to see what i've got there you can even send me your stuff and uh, again i want to thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast i'm going to do more of these things at the end again this episode was a bit longer but it, you know we haven't chatted in a while me and me and mr Schechter. so we got the chance to do so. Uh, we've got more uh, great guests coming up in the next few weeks. Eric Fisher is going to be on the show. Jim Woods is going to be on the show. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Until then, you can follow me over at Productivityist.com. You can follow me personally on the Twitter at Mike Vardy. You can follow Productivityist on the Twitter at Productivityist. We're also over on Facebook. Instagram, Productivityist is on Instagram. Thanks again for listening this week. Thanks again for your support if you're a Patreon supporter. If not, you can head over to patreon.com slash Productivityist and pledge whatever amount you choose. If you are not able to support in any kind of monetary fashion, which, by the way, all those funds go right back into the podcast and into the company, so we'll be able to you know make the show better, uh, and you can see all the milestones that we're seeking out there as well as the perks. If you can't support monetarily, as I was saying, just go to iTunes or your podcast aggregator of choice and leave a rating or review. It helps more people find the show. Also, it allows me to make the show even better. Uh, you can leave feedback and all that stuff there. Uh, and again, hearing something is better than hearing nothing. So I'd rather hear what you're looking for and suggestions, all that stuff. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, so thanks again for listening this week. We will be back again. That's easy for me to say. Next week with another fresh new episode of the Productivityist Podcast. Until then, keep moving things forward. We'll see you next week.